Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of Contact Lost, the Polish podcast about Warhammer 40k, competitive Warhammer 40k, um, where we talk about both the Polish competitive scene and the international competitive scene. I am your host, Tweek, and today we will be talking about the Warsaw Team Championship, and we will follow that with a little bit of chat about the Polish national team, what their preparations look like, and how one of the players prepares for World Team Championships. Together with me, I have Joker. Hello. Hi, dude. And an important guest, a guest that will have a lot to say about certain tournaments that he has participated in recently. He is slowly becoming probably one of the most decorated people in the Polish national team. Please welcome Pumba. Hello, everybody. I do. So, um, as I said, recently you've been pretty busy, Pumba, haven't you? So you, you've been to the Polish team championship. You've been to Prague. What else have you been involved in? I mean, there's always a, a local tournament on my mind, which I'm organizing most of the time. But yeah, uh, last five weeks, I've attended four tournaments uh, as a whole. Last week or last month? Like, last month. Last month. Sorry, sorry. Whew. Yeah, <laughs> that, that <laughs> would down. be something, though. That would be something. But yeah, last last uh, five weeks, I've attended four tournaments, and basically next couple of um, weekends are gonna be uh, the first couple that are completely free. I think from from tournament play at least. Probably not from from 40k though. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So most importantly, um, well, it needs to be said. Let's let's set the the theme for uh, what we're going to talk about today. So we are on the final stretch of, of you know the, the the route to WTC. So uh, not more than two months are left. You and the guys are preparing. So the Polish national team, you are preparing for that event. Uh, that's the most important event throughout the uh, competitive year in, in Warhammer 40k, at least for us in Europe. So most of your efforts that we've been talking about uh, have been going into preparation towards that. So you've played in, in TTS leagues. Yeah, uh, you, you went to every single team tournament possible, both in Poland and abroad. Um, so how are the preparations going? How prepared do you feel for that event? I think quite well. I'm going to be honest here. Um, I think because the WTC did not happen previous t- two years um, because of the pandemic, the actual selection pro- process and uh, preparation process is the longest that, longest that it has ever been. Um, the previous ETCs, there's basically one season before them. You play that season, then you prepare, um, the, the team is selected, and then you prepare for the event. We could actually say most of the guys that are, are on the team right now prepared for two years for that. And it's, it's, it's visible, I think. I think uh, this squad that we have gathered is the strongest that I have seen uh, from our team as a whole. And we mm-hmm. oftentimes have the strongest team or the, one of the strongest team in the event. Uh, and I think part of that is definitely the, the online play, the TTS, as you've mentioned, 
which enabled us to get a lot of more reps in. And the other part is just um, the resurgence of offline um, on the board play uh, after the pandemic that has happened in Poland as well. And I think across the world, I think Warhammer in general um, has become a lot more popular. The events mm-hmm. have grown considerably, which also enables you to get a lot more competitive uh, and difficult games in if you're practicing for a big tournament like WTC. Yeah, and, and you can sense that hunger in people. So hunger for more games, hunger for more play, hunger for new releases, new minis, and also hunger for success. So this is something that the Polish national team definitely has. But but not only the Polish national team. I think when you like read our Discord, when you look at the Polish tournament, the tournament that we are going to talk about today had, what, 18 teams of five players? So like 90 people? That is probably... As, like um, DMP, so the, the the Polish team championship, the, the holiday of Warhammer in Poland. Aside from this one, this was probably one of the most numerous tournaments in, in, in Polish history, right? When we talk about Warhammer 40k. Yeah, probably. And I think it's going to repeat as well. I think um, the tournament that's happening, the t- uh, three-man team tournament in uh, Kozów, that's happening in July, so right right before when the WTC uh, lists submission deadline is, I believe. Uh, I think it's going to be also a very uh, numerous tournament. I think the attendance is going to be at l- around 80 people, maybe 90 even. Yeah. So, so you can so, clearly mm-hmm. see there's a lot of new players and, and players that have, uh, since the pandemic, have just uh, swarmed the tourneys. Yeah. One of them, our own Joker. So, mate, you you've been to Hegemonalia. You you've built your team. You went with some guys from Torun and so on. Tell us how did the preparation for the tournament go? So we, as I said, we had the the, the we set the scene. So there was a team tournament, five man teams, uh, eighteen teams, two thousand point games, WTC terrain, WTC tables. Uh, um, I think we we should, we have to go into it right now. So Joker, let's start with you and t- t- tell us how did your preparation for that tournament go? Well, <clears throat> sorry, um, I played a couple of test games, uh, but unfortunately, maybe not unfortunately, but uh, the last week or two weeks before the tournament, I spent mostly painting, so I wasn't actually doing too much analyzing or training, uh, which I probably could have been doing because my list would have been better probably uh but yeah them's the breaks uh so that was mostly that the hobbying side um which is not something we usually focus on here uh yeah not sure what what else i can i can uh, add yeah so tell me you know from the practical side because when you build a team and you aim to go to a team tournament, you usually sit down with the people you're going to play with, you select the armies, and then you start thinking about potential pay rings, right? So how the teams, sorry, how the how the, how the the armies are going to fare against other armies. Uh, some people do this analysis where they, you know, mark things as red, ruby, or green, whether the army is going to perform well. Have you done all this, or did you just, you know, go all maverick and, you know, we'll see what happens? <laughs> No, no, we we did do uh, a little bit of that. So, um, well, we only retook the armies that uh, were available to us and that we felt 
fairly comfortable with. Um, so we didn't really have that much choice. We've also had uh, two guys who were completely new uh, on the Polish scene, so to say. It was, I think, their first bigger tournament that they attended. Uh, but oh, that's obviously good to get more new people involved. Um, so yeah, and we we did we didn't really do um, estimations for each team, but we did do like a general overview of how our armies fare in particular matchups. So yeah, we did mark them were as you say, ruby, orange, yellow, um, light green, dark green, uh, etc. So yeah, I know I now realize it's not ruby, it's amber, <laughs> red, <laughs> amber, and green. Oh, Ruby anyway, sounds on. like fairly dark red, so I guess it fits. Yeah, could do, could do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, we did, we did do that, but uh, like, and our armies were completely like of the meta. I think we were, I'm pretty sure we were the only team not to have uh, Tyranids, Tau, Arlequins, and uh, what's the other top army that nobody likes? Tau. Uh, no, I've mentioned that already. We didn't have Tau. Craft Worlds? Ah, uh, we did have Craft Worlds. Ah, then. I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> well, yeah, but <laughs> there, so it goes. I, there the, goes the theory. <laughs> but one of the guys from your team did post that if, if you take that into account that you didn't have Tyranids, you didn't have Harlequins, you didn't have uh, Tau, you were. We were the best. Number one team. team. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, if you take into consideration Perfect. that those armies exist and people brought them, what was yeah, your we placing? Did, ninth. We did finish ninth, yes. Yeah, with, so middle of the pack, exactly middle of the pack, which mm -hmm. I think, taking into consideration uh, the handicap, I think that's an amazing result, but still. Um, so that oh. was your preparation, right? Yeah, yeah. We did lose two points because we didn't have painted models. Uh, I mean, not two points, two places. Uh, we would have been seventh, but well, there it is. All right, so, so that would be your team. We will go into the intricacies of, of the team in a moment. Uh, Pumba, how about your preparation for the tournament? I mean, you came straight from uh, Prague almost. So did you do anything extraordinary or was it just, you know, another tournament uh, pretty much standard for you now? Um, I mean, our team was born somewhere in January, I think, as soon as the exactly. as the tournament was uh, announced, we have gathered a, a sublime team of just complete uh, what you might call it of ba basically <laughs> one of some some of the better players in Poland. I'm gonna be honest here, mm -hmm. and I think I'm very lucky to be able to uh, include myself in such in such team. As a, as a member, um, but yeah, we did prepare some 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 special stuff. But I mean, in a five-man team tournament, especially in the current meta, you need to prepare yourself if you want to win, of course, and if you want to do the absolute best. You have three slots already taken. Um, by by we by which I mean, uh, you are gonna have tournaments in your team. Uh, somebody has got to play Tau. And there's probably Harlequins or Crafters that are in there. And it's hard to um, dodge that problem, let's say. So we did play into that. We did have all three of them. 
And the problem was obviously filling the other spots. Originally, when we uh, gathered the team, I was supposed to play uh, Tau, as this is what I was playing at, the, at that moment. However, um, I now know that Tau is probably going to be played by Skark, the other, other member of the WTC Polish team. Mm, so that army is, isn't really available for me for, as, a, as a, like a WTC army to play. So I needed to find something else. Uh, and I decided to give up Tau for Evert, who is a player for Poznań, very competitive guy. Um, very good as well. But at the same time, I kind of threw him under the bus there. I'm gonna, uh, and, and I would like to take this chance to uh, say thank you to Evert for um, allowing me to switch that army because I didn't have the will to play Tau at that event because I knew the games that um, I'm going to put in wouldn't be as valuable for me um, in terms of preparation if I took that army. So thank you for, for him for uh, taking that difficult army, actually, I think, especially in the current meta and doing good with it. Um, so I took my Thousand Suns, um, basically my prag list, uh, which I was the most familiar with, and I wanted to test it out, especially against the new turrets. Because when we played in Prague, that was still on the Stampede um, Tyranids, since the cutoff, the the, 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 nudes, the, the nudes didn't make the cutoff. So, um, what else can I say? We did. Uh, we obviously did the, the normal stuff, so um, filling your Excel spreadsheets, stuff like this, discussing the lists. Uh, but most of it was just getting good pairings, I think. Mm -hmm. And and like I think we what our biggest advantage in the tournament was having uh, some of the better, um, some of the players that are also the best in doing the pairings process. I mm -hmm. think that's our biggest advantage over the other teams. Okay, I think it's it's the right time to because we we've mentioned army composition. I think it's it's a good time to drop some stats because I did. Uh, post that on on our Instagram and on our Facebook before, but uh, I did it in the form of percentages. Now I can give you the exact numbers. So out of 18 teams, 12 decided to bring Tyranids, 10 decided to bring Eldar uh, slash Harlequins because my understanding is that WTC states that this is a single codex and you cannot play like split them, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. that's correct. Right. Then there were like um, either. Imperial Knights or Renegade Knights, uh, if you count them together, there were eight representatives with, with these armies. Seven Dark Eldar, seven Tau, then somewhere between three and five Necrons, Space Marines, Grey Knights, and Thousand Sons. Some sisters uh, joined them. Four Chaos players in like different forms and shapes. Uh, and then, uh, you know, a smither of Orcs, GSC, Admech, and I think just two Custodies player, which probably was down to Let's bring what we have, not the most competitive army at all. So, uh, Joker, what was your team composition? So we've <laughs> we've had some of the more um, or of the less popular choices among the ones Niche. you've just <laughs> yeah yeah among the ones you've just uh, mentioned. So uh, we've had um, Asarnil, uh, who's been a guest on the show uh, a number of times. So obviously he's playing uh, Death Guard. 
Uh, we've had three guys from Bitgosh, as you've mentioned. Uh, so we had Custodies, uh, Craftworlds, and um, Grey Knights among those, and myself with Chaos Knights. Okay, Pumba, what was your composition? You said you had three top armies, so Tyranids, Eldari, Tau. And what Correct. Were the other two, Thousand Suns and... We had Last Thousand Suns and Dark Elder still. Oh, Dark Elder. So pretty much whatever the most powerful was, was on that team. I mean, I think what we were missing was Knights. I think Knights typically would make that team stronger. Yeah, so on I, I listened to the Polish podcast with uh, Duda and Gogi, and, and they said that... The, they were very keen to see because this was the first like team tournament that included the new knights of both, uh, uh, let's say kinds, um, and that they are bound to shake up the meta. Do you think that was the case? Did they shake up the meta? Uh, that's a difficult question. I think somewhat. Uh, mm -hmm. I think even though the tournament just happened. Um, and some of the, uh, there are way more games being played. I don't think there are solved codecs for now. Uh, and I think they have a they have this thing that the knights have always had, which is they they are not an all rounder uh, army, right? They should not be an all rounder army. They are focused around um, vehicles, uh, big monsters. Um, so they should have weaknesses. And I think those, both um, the Chaos Knights and Imperial Knight Codexes are good in the sense that they don't um, suggest any easy answer against them. Like it's not a very obvious to find answers against those army armies um, in some of the Codexes. But I think it's a, it is a matter of time before they do fall off slightly. They absolutely seem to be um, top five, six armies at the moment. I don't think they are nowhere near uh, the level of Tyranids or Harlequins, for example. But they do stand their ground. And they are a big part of the meta now, which you might need to consider when building your lists for events. All right. Joker, your feeling about especially Renegade Knights, since you've taken them to the tournament, you've been trial and testing them recently in games with me as well, and then some others. What are your impressions? Um, I think uh, I can only agree with Pomba here. Uh, yeah, I still, I definitely still need to work some things out with them, but um, they're definitely not nowhere near the level of Tyranids, etc. But it's hard to win big against them. They they can go fairly comfortably into most games. Uh, although that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to win, right? So would you say that this is like a, you know, a shield army for a team tournament, for example? Um, I think it could be, and uh, at least we did use it in such a way in some of the games we've had. Yeah, so, so let's... Mm -hmm. Come on, more go or less it. success. All right. Yeah. So, like so uh, I, uh, yeah, exactly. So that it's it's time now to to listen how your you know how your uh, pairings went and how your games went. So let's do this maybe in in that way. Uh, you know, a couple of sentences because we don't have the entire evening. Uh, I'll ask about you know your first 
team game, who played who, how your game went, because we don't need to, to hear about all of them. And then I'll jump to Pumba. So, Joker, can you start okay. with, you know, uh, did, the, did your pairings in the first game go according to plan? Yes, no. And then how did your game go? Um, so the pairings did actually go to plan. We got three out of five games that we were aiming to get. Um, and then the other two, well, well, I don't think you can perfectly steer uh, each and every time. So uh, we were quite happy with how the pairings went and we were hoping to win as a team. Why I say as a team? Because I was thrown under the bus uh, against Tyranids. Uh, that game, uh, the only kind of tasks that I had uh, in that game was to take the table that had the least amount of terrain, so the opposition tower wouldn't take it to shoot someone off the board, and then br try bringing up to five points. Unfortunately, I failed at that. Uh, because I didn't quite take into account uh, that we were playing, um, what's the mission called now? Data Christ Salvage. Mm -hmm. So that was very tough to play against two flyrants uh, because whenever you put something on one of the middle objectives, and you have to because it's a domination scenario, to hold two, hold three, uh, you basically lose something to at least one of those flyrants. So that makes the game very difficult. Uh, obviously, I forgot to do one thing before I went to the tournament, which I wanted to do, which was to um, get out TTS and just try moving the knights around on each and every table that there is. Um, so I played myself and uh, the forests that were there did hinder my movement a little bit, which might have cost me maybe one point at best. But like I said, it was a lost game from the start, and uh, it was very, it was very nice to play. I mean, uh, yeah, played against a really nice guy that I haven't played before, and all that was great. But yeah, well, uh, I started off with a big round zero. So is that the first conclusion about the the new knights that they are fairly clunky to move because? That was my observation when we played on TTS that you know uh, that, that to get them around terrain with smaller movement than in the past, uh, they do seem to suffer from a lot of terrain. Yeah, yeah, I, I still stand by that observation. I that was also the first thing I noticed uh, after playing my first game with them. So that's that's what I said I had planned, you know, just trying out the movement, but I didn't do it, and it might have cost me a point or two in the first game. Mm. All right, Pumba, um, your first game. So again, did the pairings go according to plan, and uh, how did your game go? Well, our story uh, for the first round is completely different than than uh, Joker's, because our uh, pairings went as well as we hoped. We got four out of five pairings that we wanted, and I was thrown under the bus for Turin Steed. <laughs> so as you can see. That's a completely different story. <laughs> uh, literally, uh, not kidding at all. Uh, this is how it went. Um, to be honest, I was one of the guys along with Myson, who was uh, our team captain, who did the pairings. And our plan from the very start coming into the event uh, was to get Turnits um, 
to play the Thousand Suns. Uh, in that in that in that particular game, we played the first game against one of the uh, other top teams. Mm, I didn't really have any pairings that I would consider good, and especially on the mission thirteen, that was the first mission we've played. Any small advantage can be used. Um, the mission basically increases the gap between armies, so it's very hard to play into a draw on a pairing that's unfavorable to you. So Thousand Suns were not a very good, um, whatchamacallit, um, they weren't something that we hoped we will gather a lot of points. So it was valuable for them to tank turnits, which will, would probably still score a wins um, against most of our armies, and instead get, uh, get good pairings elsewhere, which actually happened. Um, we, uh, I, I got a big fat zero as well, as Joker did. Um, however, our turnit scored a big 20 against GSC. So that equaled up. Um, then uh, the big part of, of why we won this game was the Harlequin Mirror that our player, my son as well, Captain, uh, just smashed 20-0 in a mirror. So basically that is why we managed to win that one, a 57-43. to 43. So a sizable win. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me what happened in Crazy's game? Because he played his Jokari against Kupcha, I think, <laughs> and and I see it was a thirteen-seven for Kupcha. So what what happened there? Um, I think the biggest difference was who picked the table in that matchup. Mm, Crazy with his Dark Elder was the def- uh, was the attacker, so mm-hmm. nice got to pick a good table for them. Uh, along with the fact that they're uh, the the his list, I mean Crazy's list was quite tailored against knights, but not to a degree that could allow them to easily win that matchup. And I think we we hoped for a draw there to be stable. So uh, coming a little under the draw is still, I think, completely reasonable. So even though um, I think if the Dark Elder chose the table on that matchup, that would have gone completely different. Okay. All right. Joker, your second game. So how did the pairings go? Was it according to plan? Yeah, so did I, did, I didn't summarize game one. So oh, sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. this, despite the pairings going well, um, at least in our opinion, we actually lost 53 to 47 because uh, apparently three Harlequin players are capable of wiping 700 points of Helda uh, in a turn or something like that. Uh, so uh, we lost and we... I don't know how that happened, uh, and I don't think it's fair, but we run into Pumbas opponents from round one. So essentially, we got hit by a bus in the second game. Mm-hmm. Literally. <laughs> from one, yeah, from under one the bus. names of the teams, then <laughs> yeah. we were literally hit by a bus. So um, the pairings, would, you know, given our team composition, we weren't in a too strong position. If you look at the players on each teams, that didn't really help either. Uh, so it's it's actually hard for me to judge the pairings. I mean, again, not again, but we threw uh, someone on the Tyranids. Uh, and actually, I think our guy 
is the only person to have grabbed off a point from Miho. I don't know yeah, with how many he mm -hmm. scored in the last game, but uh, <laughs> at least uh, during the first day, he only lost a point against our Auda uh, player. Um, I think we, we had Custodis play GSC, uh, and uh, that was a 12-8 win for us. Um, DevGuard lost 9-11 uh, against uh, Knights, so also very close. I drew against Harkins 10-10, and uh, uh, yeah, our Grey Knights lost against Imperial Knights 20-0. So unfortunately, uh, that was a 65-35 well, loss, should have said it the other way. Um, yeah, so the maximum points that were uh, given for a win. So not very good, not a very good start to the tournament. All right, okay. Pumba, your turn. Uh, our second game was uh, against a squad from Bialystok, I believe. Uh, if there was someone from, not from Bialystok in there, I'm very sorry for that, by the way, because uh, I hate hate uh, just um, misremembering where people are from, but I believe that mainly um, the squad was from there. Uh, that was quite a, a, a that was a way easier pairing. Um, I, we know the the players weren't as experienced as we are. Uh, the pairings were went quite well. Um, I've played against Grey Knights uh, running twenty Terminators, I think. So twenty Grey Knight Termis against twenty thousands of Termis. A, uh, a complete blast to play. Mm. <laughs> are we talking Paladins or are we talking actual Terminator? Um, if I remember correctly, that was I, that, I think that was 15 Terminators with 5 Paladins. Okay. I'm not 100% sure on that though. Um, anyway, that was um, riveting, as you can expect. Mm. And I, after 5 whole runs, I've scored a 12-8 win. <laughs> uh, but other than that, we've managed to smash three of our pairings and uh, drew our Tau against Turnit. So that was a very comfortable win. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I see Vladi with his list again, 20 0. Uh, yeah. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Joker, your third game. Our third game. Our third game. Well,. <clears throat> Given the fact that we've lost the first two, uh, our third game was a fairly relaxed one. Uh, so the opposition team, uh, it was a bunch of guys from Warsaw, I think. Uh, and uh, what did they have in their team? They had Thousand Sons, for sure. They had Necrons, they had Death Guard. Can't really remember Admech, what they... Admech, Astronaut Yes, thank you very much. Um, so I think the pairings went fairly well, and well, we we hit the high win uh, for a change. So from what I see, your custodies played into Astrum of the Tarum. Yep. Your Eldar, yeah, your Eldari played into their Death Guard for eighteen two. Yeah, eighteen. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pl played. Yeah, Asar yeah, sorry. Yeah, go on. <laughs> so Asarni played into their uh, Mechanicus. Yes. And that was a 14-6 win. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know who you played, because the army is not listed. I played uh, against Thousand Sons, 
and I scored 19 in that game. Yeah, well done. Nice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks, I guess. Um, oh, oh uh, no, never mind that. Um, yeah, so like I said, if we got a fairly comfortable high win, so at least some optimism at the end of day one. Yeah, absolutely. Pumba, how about your third game? Our third game happened to be against uh, Team Wrocław. Um, most of these players that we've played against I knew already from previous uh, team events in Poland. Uh, and we also knew that they had one of the best uh, team compositions in the whole event. Meaning Actually, what army composition? Uh, that was Tyrion's Hurricanes, Tau, Dark Elder, and Chaos Knights. Yeah. I would actually say that this is the optimal team composition that I would have taken. Like, th this is a very strong team comp, and I think this was also the hardest table to pair against uh, in terms of just quality of uh, armies and of rosters. Um, the pairings went, I think, well. I think I would, I would say they went well. Uh, mainly because I managed to catch a horde of racks. The Dark Elder was uh, was a build of horde. I think this was the um, Army of Renown build, just pure covens with five, 15 grotesques and plenty of racks with uh, homunculi yeah. helping them. It was, it was, because we exactly. played the, those guys in round one. Exactly. So uh, I think that was one of the my, my best matchups in this whole event. Because if there's one thing that Thousand Suns do good, uh, is just blow hordes off the table with the volume of shots. Mm -hmm. So that game went went uh, quite well for me, scoring 14-6. Uh, from the highlights, I would say uh, our Halukens beating ter uh, their turn in 16-4 was quite amazing. Good job, uh, Myson. Generally, Myson carrying this whole fucking team, to be mm -hmm. honest. Um, and Vladi, uh, on his turn, is scoring uh, th third straight up 20 um, after playing possibly like six rounds first the first day. <laughs> so, 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 so coming out mm -hmm. of the first um, first day with a 60-0 score uh, and like three hours of playtime. <laughs> yeah. So in, in that game, uh, sorry, in that game, in that round, I see that... Uh, Evert struggled a little bit against uh, the Harlequins with his Tau. Can we just use this moment to to discuss this matchup as a whole? Is Tau, after the nerves, uh, struggling more against Harlequins, or was the situation the same even before the the the, the like indirect fire nerves and so on? I believe the matchup might have worsened for Tau, but it was always bad. I, I don't think that uh, Lightsaber Harlequins were ever uh, something that Tau wanted to play against at all. Uh, and now it's even more visible after you don't have um, nice, good tools to deal with, um, some players hiding behind the wall, stuff like that. I think the matchup is generally bad for Tau and they are scraping for points there. So that is one. Uh, uh, this and, and Terrains, because basically mm, there was no way for us to dodge everything because their team rosters were just so good. Mm -hmm. We had to sacrifice something. 
So Harlequins um, against Nids was potentially a difficult matchup for Harleys, and our Tau was quite kind of thrown under the bus for the Harlequins to eat. Yeah, but still, 15-5 in exactly. that matchup. Scoring is, five points mm-hmm. is very reasonable there. Yes, well done, Everett. Um, all right, day two, Joker. Day two. So um, we were paired against uh, Team Pausa. So a <laughs> bunch of guys from Wrocław as well. And, uh, well, <laughs> when we were looking at their roasters on Saturday evening, we weren't really optimistic because it was 30 aberrant. Mm-hmm. Although the only roast to do sport dark harlequins, um, too bad we didn't re notice that uh, at any point when uh, we were analyzing them. Uh, what else did they have? Uh, they had uh, racks again, yeah. Uh, Tau as usual, and Tyranids, yes, they did have Tyranids, yep, 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 yep. Um, so again, uh, I was the one to kind of throne uh, as the first I oh, know is the attack the first is it the attacker or you defender that you set out I don't know the the first the defender is the one who okay uh, so I was the, takes the table basically. thanks thanks okay yeah so um I was the defender again uh I think that was the third time out of four games um and I played against uh, Gene Steer Colts which I thought was a Fairly bad matchup against the Aberrants, and I still think it would be. Uh, but well, having enemy charges is a wonderful tool to have, uh, especially when Aberrants are coming out of uh, from the mm-hmm. underground. So I think that 20 Aberrants failing a charge on turn two kind of was decisive for that game and I won 13-7 and despite our pessimism uh, in terms of the guys roasters and etc uh, we actually managed to win 59 to 41 and yeah. uh, again it was really at least my game was I had so much fun playing the game uh, it was really it was really great the guys were really a joy to play against with so yeah kudos to them so yeah so just to summarize uh asarni with his death guard won 19 to 1 mm-hmm. against Tukari, which yep, that's is the second amazing. time we had um racks on the opposition team and it's the second time we managed to catch them on death guard and asarni did his job very well Mm. Uh, so we'll get back to Asarni hopefully in a moment, but I, I really want to ask about Victor. So the guy on your team who played Adeptus Custodes. I'm going through your results from the tournament. I mean, your team's results. I see he mm-hmm. won all four games, two out of which were 20 nil. Is yeah, that just a he was matter of... Us. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm getting there. So, uh, like, you know, uh, is this down to the player? Is it down to the team setting? Or is it that this army still has potential, even though everyone says it got kicked in the nuts pretty hard. I think it's a bit of all of those. I mean, it's hard for me to judge skill because I've never actually played against Victor, which I'm going to change in Bitgosh because we're going to play the first round. Uh, so I don't know, but he has got a proven round of results over big tournaments um, using Custodes. 
so it's definitely, you know, the dedication to one army, I think, mm -hmm. uh, proves very useful here. And uh, yeah, I, I think it looks like his roster just worked very well and uh, he played his games also very well um, because he didn't get easy matchups for those custodies. I mean, he played Tau once, Nids once, okay, Astrometarum, uh, whatever, and uh, his other game was... The GSC against Danny. Yeah, oh. GSC against Danny. So, you know, those aren't bad yeah. matchups, or, I mean, yeah, those aren't easy matchups, is what I was going after. Uh, Pumba, what do you think? Uh, what do you think about Custodies now? Uh, are are they still up there, you know, in the top eight? Or uh, is this just a coincidence and Victor is, just knows his army to run through? I think it's a difficult question. Custodies are not out of it, but they are definitely not uh, nowhere, nowhere near the top of the meta. Um, what I think impacts them now as the fact that people underestimate them, which happens a lot with armies that get nerfed and are deemed to be unplayable in some way. Mm -hmm. um, and and the, get good knowledge, um, a lot of experience with the army, uh, along with uh, good pairings, good play, and the fact that pe some people just forgot how to play against you, apparently, uh, can lead to good scores. And Victor has proven that in that event. Um, and I think he... He's probably the top uh, Christophs player in Poland right now. And I think his results are very interesting. Yeah. So th that's also, a, I think, a message to, to all the listeners. Uh, you know, don't get beaten down or, or, or shut down or whatever the expression is by your army getting nerfed because sometimes that actually could translate into your better result because people start to underestimate you, as, as Pumba said. So, you know you be you, you do you, and just keep playing what you're playing, and you actually might turn out successful. Um, I can't help but ask about our friend Asarnu and his army, but maybe in a little bit uh, broader context. Uh, and Pumba, I'll start with you. Armor of Contempt. Um, have you seen uh, that, uh, let's say, upgrade from the last data, data slate actually turn the meta upside down, as some people were saying online? Or not really a big influence. I think after all we've said in the previous um, podcast that I've attended about AOC, mm -hmm. I think this tournament proved that it did not change much. I'm going to be honest here. I think this tournament proved that, as we've said and, and discussed with Asarin there, it improves the pairings that were not terrible and doesn't really impact those that were uh, unplayable. I think those that were completely out, those armies that were completely out of your reach, stayed out of your reach. And what happened is, um, you can bully things like Necrons or Orcs or something like that better. So, uh, Joker, same question to you. You've you've been on the team with Asarnu. You spent a lot of time together, probably in the hotel room or something like that. What did Asarnu say about his army during and after the tournament? Well, it's it's you know pretty much the same conclusions, right? So um, they can't compete with the absolute top armies out there, uh, not reliably, and you know at times it's just purely to to play a skill. So 
no, no. That it didn't. Arm of Contempt didn't, you know, wasn't that much of a game changer as I'm sure many people have hoped it to be. Mm. Okay. All right. So I mean, uh, AOC mm? does make um, Grey Knights Termis against Thousand Sun Termis a whole lot more interesting. I guess. I mean, I have AP, which doesn't really matter. He doesn't, which really doesn't matter. So I guess we're just gonna stand there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Three what about of great fun? And what about uh, armies that you know didn't really see the light of day before that data slate, and now they sort of do, like Adeptas Auroritas. Uh, do you think that there will be more sisters? There, there were a couple in this tournament. I think like. Uh, somewhere around four or three. So um, is that army, you know, start going to start to appear at tournaments or not really? I think it's tough. I think there, um, this is the, the, there's a pack of armies that are just not good enough or just just on the verge of being good. And sister, sisters, along with uh, things like Grey Knights or Custodies, are just there. Uh, in that weird spot in which if they get a good matchup, like, for example, other AOC armies, any Space Marines armies, um, they will smash them to bits. But they have so many problems against those top contenders, against Terrans, against Tau, against Harlequins or Eldar. Um, or even knights, um, that's it's hard for them to be justified in in, in a five man setting at least. In eight men, um, probably, possibly, it's very hard to tell though. Mm, okay. All right, Pumba, let's move on to 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 the first game of the second day for you and your team. How did the pairings go? I mean. Uh, the first game of the of, of the second day was, uh, I think, the hardest that we've played. Uh, it was against a team that had other uh, three members of the national team, of the WTC team. Mm-hmm. Um, we had four, by the way. <laughs> so there was a seventh out of eight players from the WTC Polish team uh, just in that one matchup. And um, you could see that in the score, reflected in the score, because we scored a straight-up uh, 50-50 draw. Uh, well, yeah. I got I got eaten by Turnits again, which was fun. <laughs> Quote-unquote fun. Yeah, that was riveting, getting eaten up by, by some crazy bugs uh, mm-hmm. the second time. So a nice way to start the day. Uh, but again, it was something that we kind of... Uh, hoped for or expected in the pairings process that the Thousand Suns might end up this way. Uh, what really um, made the difference here, and I think that I think that uh, could have made us uh, win, is the Imperial Knights played by Gitto, played against Vladis uh, Tyranids and scored a perfect draw, 10-10 draw, which was not expected from, I think, both sides. Both sides, yeah. We hoped to get a, a straight win there, which would mean uh, we would have won that pairing. Um, because that game was a draw, we drawed the whole thing. 
what was very important also was catching uh, their Tau, played by Skark on our Harlequins, played on Myson, and scoring a straight up 20 on a, against a very good player with a very good army. Um, so that was huge. All in all, a very difficult game, difficult pairing process as well. Um, not very exciting game for me, but overall uh, a tight one. And I see Vishnya on Adeptas Auroritas playing your Tau and winning 13-7. So, so does that actually put into question everything that we just said? Or now again, is it down to personal skill or is there something in Adeptas Auroritas that makes them face Tau better than before? I mean, um, he was their first defender. So he get he get got to choose the table from all five by the right. way. Uh, so he was the very first one to pick the table, mm-hmm. uh, and he decided to pick that tower. And um, I mean, I know Everett is a very good player, all in all, but he was not very experienced in that uh, with that tower army, whereas Vishnya is one of the top players in Poland straight up. Uh, also experienced with uh, sisters. He has played them before many, many times uh, during uh, multiple events. And I think he knew that uh, by going first and picking up that Tau, he can score a win there on a good table, which yeah. he did. Yeah, he knew exactly what he was doing. So exactly. again, good on him. Amazing. All right. Okay. Uh, Joker, do I understand correctly that your last game was actually on the train way back, <laughs> way back home? Um, yeah, you right. do. Right. So not not much not much to discuss there. Um, Nothing to so, discuss there. Yeah. So uh, again, uh, I'll wait with the the summary of the tournament uh, until we are done with Pumba's final round. So Pumba, uh, your fifth game. Fifth game. Fifth game. We have played against a team from Krakow mm-hmm. and Rzeszów. Mixed one. Uh, although I consider both of the Rzeszowian. Uh, uh, members to have honorary Krakow citizenship at this point, because uh, both of them have played in Krakow's local events that I organize, and uh, I knew basically knew the whole squad very well. I have traveled them uh, with them uh, to this event, so that was a quite uh, nice way to end the tournament. Um, I don't think they would share that opinion <laughs> with me because hmm. we have won 65 to 35. Um, I mean, I have played against uh, Jacek and his orcs. Uh, Jacek is a, a guy in our uh, local community. He's, I don't want to lie here, um, 10 years old, I believe. Maybe 11. <laughs> oh, because he's um, Emon's he, son, right? Exactly. He's yeah. Emon's son. And he attends all of the local events along with many of the Challenger events as well. He was in Katowice uh, a month ago. So he is an actual member of the community right now, and he plays a lot. Like, and he was the moral winner of that game. We both know he, it. He absolutely was, especially after uh, co- getting completely smashed by dice, let's be honest here, because he failed all of his charges as orcs. I'm, yeah. I'm not even kidding. I played, I've played that game very aggressively and I wanted to score big and I think I actually exposed myself for 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 some trouble and he failed all of his charges in a crucial um, turn of the game which led him to lose that uh, 20-0. But if he had actually charged uh, me and uh, managed to kill off some of my therapies, I think that 
game might have gone um, very differently. Mm -hmm. did, did that game teach you anything then? <laughs> I mean, um, it taught me that actually uh, that um, having dice go your way sometimes helps. That's a very <laughs> rare experience. That is a very rare experience for me. That usually doesn't happen. And I feel very bad that it happened against Yatsuki. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but, you know, everyone needs to get their ass beaten up from time to time to, to remember, to learn, I mean, and so he on. Was, so he was still a pleasure to play against, and he's a stand-up guy. And I, I am not kidding, and I'm calling it right now, um, give him, like, three, four years, he's going to be smashing tournaments left and right. Yeah, he, he's going to come back stronger, I'm sure. Especially with, with a dad who is, like, a competitive player. You know, on that level, we yeah. don't have to worry about. Yes, he he has sure. he has actual skill, like no joke. Yeah, I mean he has his father's shadow to stand in. Anyway, other games. Uh, we had a a pretty spicy turn admitter ending in twelve eight for Vladi. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We had uh, Dark Elder against Blood Angel scoring fourteen uh, six after a quite tight game, from what I heard. Uh, we had our Harlequins beating Thousand Suns uh, 19 to 1. And we had a Tower Mirror, which we have lost uh, 20 0. Um, what is important to know here is that our Tower list, uh, played by Everd, was basically a solid copy of Drogic's list. Um, so he was basically the author of that list. So that doesn't really surprise me that he could. Uh, he could pilot that list uh, way better and just knew how to position himself to uh, score big there. So he did uh, manage to win that mirror 20-0. Yeah, I, I probably uh, should have mentioned that at the very beginning. You, uh, I'll post the link to Tourney Keeper and to all the lists uh, below the video so you can go there and check for yourself. Don't be surprised, though, if some of the lists are missing. That's on purpose because because uh, the lists that are missing are probably from the Polish national team who don't really want to reveal their biggest secrets before the most important tournament in the year. So uh, you'll get like 99.9% of lists. Anyway, uh, um, guys, summary time, and then we'll move on to the topic of WTC and the Polish national team. Uh, Joker, first of all, uh, how do you feel after the tournament uh did it teach you anything did you, did you draw any conclusions what do you think um yeah i mean i really enjoyed my time uh at tournament i mean it was the first one i went to since february so that was quite a long break in terms of uh, at least you know the two-day events that we have in poland yeah so that was great i've got a lot of thoughts regarding how to play knights uh, at least I think I'm getting I'm gonna get somewhere with them but I need to do a couple of test games so that's also good I'm motivated to keep playing them uh, despite them not being a really you know top 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 army um, yeah and you know on to the next one Absolutely. The, and the event itself was was really great I mean uh, the organizers put in a lot of work and you know it shows so you know all in all great stuff cool all right pumba now from the perspective of a uh you know polish national team player uh 
well, we said that there is one more tournament coming at three man, but this was probably the uh, the last one of that gravitas of that team size and so on. So how do you assess the final test? Are you happy with what you've experienced um, or not really? Did you manage to test everything that you wanted? Uh, I mean, from the point of preparation, uh, all of the national team members found themselves in the top eight, uh, top three teams. <laughs> and I think that's surprise, speaks, surprise. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I do think it speaks volumes for the quality of the team. Um, seven out of eight players were in the top two. Uh, and we have tested a lot of stuff that we were are sent, uh, uncertain about. And generally, uh, that was one of the, actually, I think it, I, I might say this was my, one of the most valuable events uh, in terms of prep and just um, taking lessons about the current state of the game. Um, in general, uh, turns are fucking broken and to an extent that I think Dark Elder maybe were when they came out. I think the whole codex is broken to a level um, that it's going to take multiple waves of nerves to fix everything, if that is even possible. So that is quite um, disencouraging. But, I mean, this is one of the reasons I consider team play, uh, team tournaments to be absolutely the way to play Warhammer, because when you have a, a eight-player team, a five-player team uh, event, you just cannot take five nits. And this is what what suddenly um, playing that thousand suns into tornadoes matchup actually makes sense, right? Even mm-hmm. though I scored two straight zeros, I did manage to win the event because that was the best line that we could take. Yeah, in a team tournament, you you just don't get that feeling that oh shit, it's it's a game against tornadoes. It's probably a twenty nil. Exactly. You know, what you need lost. to do is make that lose worth it. Exactly. You need to play around the fact that one of those armies is just completely um, broken, but you probably have that army in your team composition, or at least, unfortunately, you should if you are away aiming to win. And your opponent must do the same. Yeah, so there, there's always that, that just becomes a part of strategy when playing those events that you need to deal with those incredibly broken armies, and also you need to find some armies that aren't that level which will still compete in that event and do well. Yeah, in that team tournament, there is always that extra extra something. It's not only your game, it's the team's game. So that's extremely important. And you, you don't have to you know, feel down if you lose 20-0 because probably your, for example, Tyranids player is doing the same to the other guy, uh, which is, which is um, a consolation in a way. Um, I have to ask for our uh, Tyranid player listeners now, uh, am I right in saying that the Polish players approach their needs differently than the majority of players online. Because from what I've seen on different internet groups, uh, on different discords and so on, abroad, one of the most commonly chosen or picked uh, high fleets is Leviathan with a warrior spam. Uh, in Poland, it seems that people opt to take something else like Behemoth, for example, or maybe Kraken. So is that a correct um, assumption? that? Polish people do it differently, or am I wrong in this? Uh, I think this is one of the reasons that I've mentioned that the Turnist Codex is just completely broken. 
uh, because I do think that they have multiple options to pivot into. I do not think that any single Terence build is the best, the absolute best, and this is not something that's going to change anytime soon, at least, I don't think. I mean, the nerfs are probably coming and they are hot on, on their heels, but I still would be very surprised if they suddenly got funneled into just one optimal build. I think three fleets are genuinely amazing. Uh, so many units are just broken and undercosted all the way there. So um, there are so such multiple ways to build this, uh, this Tyranid list that will smash your opponent that I think this is one of the reasons that that our meta is is completely different in that direction, uh, in that sense. Um, whereas uh, when browsing lists from the uh, from all of the uh, events happening, for example, in England or the US, I think the most prevalent one, as you've said, is the uh, Trinity Warrior spam. Whereas um, not in Poland, not so much. I don't think uh, I've seen a single list like that in that event. No. You'll see, you'll see, because I will bring mine. That's actually what I've been supporting for the last couple of months, and uh, I've been quite. So you're just netlisting of Americans now. Absolutely not. And <laughs> if you read the discussions in our Polish Discord, you'll see that I have plenty of creative ideas that people don't want to accept, like the Broodlord with Gene Steelers. Um, come on, you haven't seen that, and you'll see. I'll show you. Anyway, um, moving on to uh, another topic because uh, you know we've already covered uh, like 60 minutes of content but uh, moving on recently uh, WTC has released the group phase screenshot showing like the baskets or, or the well the groups of, of what this year's WTC is going to look like uh, for the people who haven't seen it I invite you to our uh, Instagram because I've posted that uh, recently and uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you guys what you think about the groups. Uh, Joker, I'll start with you. Poland with Denmark, Switzerland, Belgium. What do you think about that? Do we have a chance of going of going out of the group? I, well, before before we approach that, um, I think it's it's a it's a bad uh, question to ask because uh, the format <laughs> doesn't really. Yeah, the, this is this is the question that you automatically ask when you see group phases. Whereas in WDC, this does not work like that. The groups are there just for the first day of the event and everybody progresses further. Uh, the groups are there to uh, diversify the pairings in the first uh, day, basically. So you don't have just people smashing it out in the very top top uh, teams uh, historically, just duking it out like on the second game. So okay, so it, it works differently than, than exactly. You expected. Like in it's football, not your typical group phase after which you have a, a, like a um, championship bracket, for example. It's still just a Swiss system, but you have group phases just for the first day. Okay, all right. So the the question didn't really make sense. <laughs> so let me ask. Well, yeah, go on. I think it does in a way i mean you don't get eliminated uh and you know but you still probably have to win a big to get a good score going into the next days yeah basically you need to uh if if you want to have a chance of winning the event you probably need to smash your group straight yeah, max it straight out. through wins yes mm -hmm. all right so pumba uh, again i know that 
you know, the names of Polish players have been announced, so we know who is going to be on the national team. The armies, you probably don't want to talk about too much, and this might still change based on, like, incoming nerfs, new releases, what have you. Uh, but I'll ask this question, maybe. Do you guys in any way collect intel about your opponents? Like, do you do anything specifically to know, you know, what, I don't know, England, the USA, Germany, France could bring against you? Yeah, um, what we did actually, and that was a very smart play back then, back in um, October, we have infiltrated the UKT scene, <laughs> <laughs> uh, competitive scene, by which we have gathered plenty of info on Team England and their style of play by drinking beers with them constantly every single event that happens. This is the best way to gather info on your opponents, which I recommend to anyone, by the way. Too bad, <laughs> only England, right? You, you might, you know, consider going to the USA or something. Um, I mean, <laughs> uh, that was, uh, let's say that was a joke, but Obviously. not actually, right? Like, um, judging the UKTC events and seeing Team England play their games is, is just gathering intel. And they know it, by the way. Uh, like we, We've talked about that oh, multiple times. Um, but other than that, I think what, uh, what has given us uh, the most info that we've ever had, I think, is just playing the scrims against other teams on TDS, which is also a new thing that has um, come out of the pandemic. Uh, we've played like, I, I, it's hard to assess even, 15, at least, I think at least 15 screams against other national teams. Um, of uh, We've played France multiple times, Spain, Ireland, Canada, England as well. Uh, basically, some of the uh, best teams in the world. And what we've gathered from that is constant info about how the metal develops and how it progresses and how our ideas fare against the ideas of other national teams. Um, so that is a thing that basically enables us to constantly innovate and find if our um, ideas and some perhaps wild ideas can actually find a place uh, against those top players. Are there any teams that you specifically, I don't know, fear? No, not really. Wow. Okay. I mean, if you would ask that question differently, by, <laughs> uh, by which I mean, uh, what, what would I consider top teams in WTC this year? I could give you a couple of picks, but I don't think we fear anyone, honestly. Yeah, I mean, with, with that history of, you know, one international competitions and so on, I do see why. Uh, however, you know, there are always, there is always England, there is always uh, the United States, there is always Germany, Spain. So teams that probably could put up a fight. So that, that was a good, good, good four. That would be also my top picks, some of the top picks, definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Joker. Uh, do you think that this is, you know, that our national team is the strongest as of yet? Um, you mean historically? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know, you know, there are a couple of new faces. Um, you know, there, there wasn't an event for a couple of years. So, I mean, 
it's all up to the guys to prove it. Yeah. So, Pumba, I, I have to ask this. Uh, you know, the, the decision to be part of the national team didn't just happen overnight. So, when did you come to the conclusion that you want to try and join the Polish national team? I think um, I think it all started back at the beginning of the pandemic when the online play like uh, actually became a way to play the game because there was no other way to do it. And suddenly I found myself in a online league, one of the first ones, uh, in which I could play top players, um, like actual top uh, event winning players. Um, just from the comfort of my home. Yeah, uh, the amount amazing. of the, the yeah. amount of games that I've played against those top players, like Vladi, like Typhus, like uh, Kupcho, basically all of the top people I would consider the absolute top of Poland that I've played in a couple of months, that would have taken me like six years of going to events, at least, I think. Uh, right, so, and what, mm-hmm. what also happens um, is the fact that I realized that I could beat them. Whereas mm-hmm. I, I sometimes, um, I wasn't, I, I don't know, I don't know if I, I considered myself to be um, super good. I would consider myself back then to be decent at the game and to have some competitive edge. I definitely attended tournaments back then. Uh, but I didn't know that I could actually beat top players in a, with a good army. Uh, back when Space Marines were really good and I played them a lot. So I think what happened is just me realizing by playing those top players that I am actually good enough to compete in this top-level environment and to um, score wins against people that I would consider to be unbeatable even a couple of months ago. Mm. So that's probably another piece of advice that, that our listeners can take from this podcast. Don't be afraid to get exposed to more experienced people because you never know. Firstly, you might learn from them. Second of all, you, you might get noticed like our guest. Uh, so tell me, uh, you know, once you've decided that you want to be part of the national team, how, how much actual effort does it take to, to, to get there, to, to be selected? as a member of the national team? I think this this team, as I've said previously, um, is somewhat special because the selection process actually took uh, two years, more than two years right now. Um, and that also meant that we were preparing for WTC last year and the year before that, which both didn't happen, but this the pre- preparation still was going on. Um, so, you um, probably uh, what you, what what would be the, the the path to to prepare for such an event and for competing uh, in in such the, uh, such such uh, tournament? Let's say um, is a couple of things. I think attending events like big events, singles and team tournaments, especially. I think they give you the most. Um, in terms of understanding how team play works in Warhammer, um, you need to go into the boot camps. I don't know if many other teams have them, but I think it's one of the best ways to get your reps in against top players over the board and get um, 
good conclusions from them because I do think playing um, what sometimes can happen to, to 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 some players is they hit their um, their ceiling. Like they play against uh, people who are uh, their level or uh, slightly below their level, and they constantly beat them, so they don't find a way to improve their skill even more, which I think is a huge a detriment, which can be overcome uh, with things like the Polish team bootcamp, in which just the top players play each other all the time, right? You have two days of just hardcore grind um, and taking actual notes from those games and applying them in practice. So is, is that how your is that how your how your recent months looked like? Basically, yes. Also, okay. we had those um, those TTS sparings that we've constantly talked about, which also took some time because you know um, you need to uh, prep the list, send the list, uh, then do the Excel spreadsheet, uh, do the pairings, and play the actual game, right? So there's uh, quite a lot, um, quite the preparation time involved in that as a day-to-day thing. And they were happening constantly. So before we have finished uh, sparring with one team, another was probably coming up. Okay, so what, so like the closer to the event, the the more frequent the, the, the plays. I understand that you haven't had a peaceful weekend for the last couple of weekends, at least. I mean, as I've said, um, Last five weeks, I've played four events. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, every single month, there was at least two. Uh, so one big one across Poland and one local one that I still organize. So Warhammer has taken a big chunk of my life right now. Uh, but I'm honestly happy for it. I think it has grown for me from just a hobby to an actual passion, which I'm completely obsessed about. So do you intend to, to keep this up till the very event or do you plan to have a break to just, you know, uh, get some, like, I don't know, uh, fresh air <laughs> before the event? It's a, it's a hard question. I think practicing every single week will happen. I don't think I'm going to take a week off, uh, probably a couple of uh, weekends. Uh, but I mean, it's a choice. Nobody has forced me to do it. So uh if I really didn't want to, I, I kind of knew what I was signing up for, is basically what I'm saying. So I don't feel like obliged to do any of this. I kind of want to, right? And I do need to uh, need to and want to be as prepared as I can possibly be for the event. That's a fantastic approach. Okay. All right. Do you have any? Do we have any other questions? Because I'm out of questions. Or is there anything else that we want to talk about? Obviously, I will have this. <laughs> um, I wanted to mention one thing. Uh, it's been a long time coming, but tomorrow on our Instagram, Facebook, and also YouTube, I think, um, there might be some interesting reviews. So, um and by saying tomorrow, I do mean Friday, 10th of June, regardless of whenever this episode is released. Uh, so, yeah, please keep an eye on our social media and make sure to subscribe, like, follow, or what have you on those platforms. Correct. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting reveal. All right, guys. So I think that's it. 
I have to apologize because you may have expected a little bit more uh, from this episode about the Polish national team, the WTC and so on. But come on, it's like two months until the, the event. We cannot really reveal much more. And I don't think any other national team would want to reveal their uh, juicy secrets about what they are bringing to the event. So we've tried, but Pumba is a really hard nut to crack when it comes to secrets. We didn't manage to squeeze any anything more out of them. I hope you've enjoyed what we've delivered. Pumba, shame on you, really. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's, I'm sorry. Although, yeah. I mean, I, I want to feel bad about it, but at the same time... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, we're rooting for the guy, so we didn't really try that hard to get any information out of him. Yeah, truth be told, the national team can be proud of you because, uh, you, you, as I said, you are a really tough nut to crack. Anyway, guys, if you like what we do, if if you want to hear more, if you want to hear more about the Polish national team, as Joker has already suggested, follow our Instagram, follow our Facebook. We are on Spotify. We are obviously on YouTube. So do give us a chance, do like, do subscribe, do leave a comment, do rate us if there is an option to rate us because this helps us grow. And uh, that way we will be able to reach, you know, bigger audiences. So a lot depends on you guys. Thank you in advance and thank you for listening. Thank you, Pumba. Thank you, Jogger. Thank you very much for having me. And until next time. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Goodbye, everybody.